The following episode of Let's Connect contains coarse language and content that is not recommended or suitable for children's listening. This week on Let's Connect. There's something about like being embodied in love and, and really being in love inside of ourselves and, and sharing that love with other people that I believe that that is like the ultimate vulnerability for, for humans is to is to be our truth, like, which is love. Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Let's Connect is a podcast that interviews people from all walks of life who have inspiring stories to share about who they are and who they're becoming. As a life coach and someone who's genuinely curious about connecting with people, spirituality, mindfulness, and what this world is all about, I'm here to ask powerful questions, share my insights as well, and to really connect on a deep level to help us all grow in awareness of who we really are. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Kat Tremarco is an evolutionary thought leader, spiritual quantum teacher, and life coach. She's a published author and speaker, and her book is called Self-Approved. Kat Tremarco takes the reader on a revelatory journey through her childhood and teenage years, rippled with emotional abuse, self-sabotage, and unworthiness. This leads her down the path of her adult life, mirroring the lack of self-love and acceptance through codependent relationships, drug, and alcohol abuse. These experiences left her stripped of all remnants of self-esteem, deeply wounding her sensitive spirit. This is the story of a seeker whose greatest gift in life's dark moments is her quiet intelligence and her willingness to embody truth through rigorous self-examination, for it is in deconstructing her negative patterns that she rescues herself and triumphs by owning her own truth. Welcome, everybody, to Let's Connect today, and uh, I couldn't be more excited and also feeling a little on edge to be interviewing Kat Tremarco today. Uh, Kat is an extraordinary thought leader. She's been doing some amazing work um, in the world as a thought leader, as a quantum physicist in a sense, you know. She's been studying quantum physics. Um, she also is known as a sex, a sex coach, and... Um, even just saying that word sex is actually makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable, which means I definitely have some work to do in this area as well. Um, but the theme of this this podcast over the last little bit has been vulnerability. And um, I've made it a mission to start getting more vulnerable with myself and with the world around me. And uh, so hence, I decided to interview Kat and have a conversation with her about vulnerability and specifically today, we're going to be speaking about sexuality and her experience as a, as a sex coach and a life coach and um, her perspective on so many different aspects to what it's like to be living in this world uh, where we're in this physical body, in this form, yet we also have this other dimension of the spirit and how do we make sense of all of that. So I'm very excited to, to share with you the wisdom of Kat Tremarco and also learn myself, especially in this area, a little bit more about uh, my sexuality and why I have sometimes felt the blocks in this area about speaking even the word sex. I think it's um, something that we often brush under the rug as a culture and as a society. And I think it's high time right now that we, we start getting to the bottom of some of these memes that we've created as a culture. So just before we get into that uh, interview with Kat, 
I also uh, wanted to thank you guys for tuning in so regularly to the podcast. And if you're new, thank you for joining me here as well. Um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where we uh, post film and footage, uh, video footage of the podcast. Also, you can subscribe to my uh, podcast itself on iTunes, um, Spotify, all those places where <laughs> podcasts can be available. And uh, as well, please uh, feel free to send me a voice message or email during the week. Let me know how the show landed for you. Uh, I'd also love to hear if you have any guest ideas. And of course, I do offer life coaching. So if you're interested in um, a life coaching session together or have a coaching question in general, feel free to uh, leave a voicemail or an email and let me know. I'm here to support you and we're here to support each other in living the best life we possibly can. So with that being said, let's uh, dive in and get vulnerable and meet the lovely, the confident, the very authentic and courageous Kat Tremarco. All right. Well, Kat is here on the podcast and I am so excited to, to meet you and to have you here on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Keith. I'm super excited. Yeah, I have yet to read your book, honestly. I, I learned about your work through a previous guest who was on the show recently. Jessica Hendrick was here, and she was just like raving about the work that you do um, in the world of spirituality, um, in the past you some work around sexuality and sex coaching as yeah. well. I'm just blown away, and I, I have glanced at the book that you've written, <laughs> and it yeah. sounds incredible. I, I'd like you to just like, if we could start by you taking me back in time, like before you'd like done all the, the heavy lifting and the work around deconstructing patterns, just take me back to like, when did this all sort of happen? <laughs> to you? be honest with you, I feel like it, it started happening pre-birth into physical form. Like from a young, young child, I always was like, what's going on here? Like what, where's this manual to life that I seemed to, not receive. Um, and nothing really made sense to me. Like the way that a lot of people lived didn't make sense to me. What I was being told was true about reality didn't make sense to me because internally I felt very different than what I was seeing in the external world. And I was very conscious and very aware of that from like a very, very young age of like being conscious and aware and like kind of looking out and going like, what is going on here? Like, what is this trying to almost get like my physical bearings on planet earth? And I mean, and I talk a lot about this in, in self-approved the book that I've already written and published. I'm starting, I was actually just downloading the information for a new book this morning. Um, but I talk about this in that book that we have like the journey of our soul, the journey of our are like the higher articulation of all that we are and then our physical human experiencing this physical dimension at the same time and so yeah like before I had the conscious terminology to articulate it like that I was very aware that there was something more going on and that discrepancy between my inner world and what I felt and my own guidance system and what I saw happening in the physical world led me into quite a destructive path um, of drugs and alcohol and self-abuse. And in the grand scheme of things, it was also perfect for, for my own awakening. But that path was kind of a like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but this feels better than, than all these rules and, and structures I'm being told to abide by that don't really feel true to me. 
And so, yeah, I mean, it was really like I came onto this planet with a heightened sense of awareness, but I had to go through my own human journey as so many uh, teachers do to, to consciously wake up to like, who, who are we? Who am I? What is actually governing creation on this planet? Mm. Um, which did then lead me down a road of like of studying spiritual psychology and the quantum realm and really working in my own inner channels to the other dimensions of reality to kind of learn on both planes. And yeah, so that's like, that's like, we're going to go back in physical time. Um, But to expand upon that, I mean, the truth is, is that that linear time is just one construct. It's just one dimension of reality. So, and I'm going to be teaching more about this in my next book that I'm starting to write right now, actually, is that it's in a sense, it's actually all happening at once. And when we can expand our consciousness out and expand our perception into those other aspects of self, we gain a greater viewpoint beyond the physical realm. And so I, to kind of take you back in time again, like when I started writing my book, I had just gone through like, I guess what some people would call almost like a twin flame relationship um, that was like so much love, but yet so destructive at the same time. And my partner was an addict. I was drinking and doing like recreational drugs. He was addicted to prescription drugs and that kind of all, there's so much there. And I talk a lot about that in the book. So if anyone wants to like read more of that story, they can read it in, in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I left the relationship and he passed away. And in those moments, um, I mean, on, on the human level, it was some of the worst, the worst moments of my life of trying to reconcile like what was going on and why this was happening. And at that same time, I was able to, to tune into the larger part of who I am and see that this is actually something that was like decided pre-birth. And this was something that is actually catalyzing you into what you're here on earth to, to do and to teach. And I could see that and feel that, um, through this expansion in my consciousness, but because his death kind of had me look into a realm that I hadn't fully looked into yet. And, and that's really what like sent me on on the conscious like excavation journey of my own psyche and of my own being to understand like who am i why am i here who are we how does this reality actually operate yeah. and now that is like the premise of of what i teach and even when i was teaching sexuality it was kind of in that as well it was like there's more to sex than just going through these physical motions um yeah. And that's, and now I teach a lot like on the quantum and, and, and really giving people like the articulation of how they can tune into these different aspects of self to create more broad and more expansive in the physical realm. And, and that's truly, that's like where our fulfillment comes from as well. Like we can't derive permanent fulfillment through the physical reality because it it is a projection of consciousness. It's a projection of our psyche and not wow. most humans aren't living with that awareness. Holy so that, that's a long answer that's to a, the question. That's asked, a huge, but. yeah, there's so much. Just hearing you speak about it, I can tell that, I mean, so much has opened up for you in your life and just where you are now compared to where this journey 
in this form began, it's um, yeah. it's pretty amazing and pretty expansive. So I'm I'm excited to unpack a whole bunch of what you just said and kind of slow it down and really give our listeners and viewers like a chance to to absorb this because it this really is um in for the human mind to understand is quite complex. I, I find. Yeah. Um, you know, most of us are going through the world in this sort of linear world, thinking that time is linear, thinking that there's, you know, um, this is the reality and this is what it is. So yeah. just, and, and I mean, hearing your story too of the past, I think so many people are, you know, addicted uh, to drugs and alcohol and sex and you name it because they're almost checking out, it seems like, from <laughs> this other dimension that you're talking about, or they, they've kind of lost themselves in a way. Can, can you share a little bit? I mean, for somebody that's in that state um, where you yeah. were, uh, yeah. what, what would you tell them? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's a seeking of the connection that is actually, that we can access internally. Um, so for myself, it was like, that was the path of least resistance at the time was drugs and alcohol. It was like, I was like, oh, it kind of slows the mind down. It slows the, yeah, slows all, all of that down to be present. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone's in that spot, I would say, congratulations, you're here listening to this. And this is like, it's not coincidence if some, if you're here listening and this is the next step on your journey. And I would recommend if someone's in that place to read my first book, Self-Approved, because I really, I really unpack it also from where I was at that point in time. So it's probably almost better explained in the book because my consciousness isn't there anymore. So it's kind of like me having to go back into something that I don't fully have a, as much of a connection to anymore. Mm. But in the book, because I was in it, then mm -hmm. it's like I was unpacking it in real time, quote unquote. Right. Um, but yeah, all of that is a seeking for a spiritual connection, for a seeking of, of knowing self and being plugged into the full self. Yeah. And what, what, I'm just curious in your perspective, the full self, can you share a bit about what does that mean exactly? How much can I unpack here? It gets pretty complex. Yeah. Um, but if you think of it, like well, our soul created us. So, so if I was going to give you like a picture... And I actually like explain this in a lot of my programs with like different diagrams to help the conscious mind understand. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you were to imagine like a big energy bubble around us, that is like our, our soul or what I call sometimes the total self. Yeah. And our soul created us like our soul is literally if we look at it from a quantum perspective is literally like streaming energy into a denser format that creates our physical human apparatus. And so we aren't just this physical human apparatus, but to connect with that full self is through a multi-sensory, multi-perceptual awareness. We can't, we can't see it with our physical eyes. Like I can see you or like you can see me. Mm -hmm. And so if we, where I said, how complex are we going to get? Cause this self actually has multiple we're not the only incarnation of this total self. And that's what people will often think of as like past lives, or it's not actually that it's the past. It's that it's all kind of happening simultaneously from this greater self, but that's a little more complex. And I don't really think that, <laughs> um, 
at this place and like where humanity is that understanding it from that level of advanced understanding isn't necessarily relevant. Um, but, but yeah, so, so we have access through our multi-perception, like through our, our senses beneath the physical senses to this aspect of self, which has a much larger picture of reality and a much larger picture of of us of who we are of the context of our life and we all have the ability to tap into this and the truth is is like probably even when you're hearing me speak it's like somewhere inside of you you can go like yeah of course because Mm -hmm. it's that resonance it's that like even right now i'm not speaking from my logical mind i'm connected to that greater whole of self and streaming my communication from that. And I mean, in time, that is the progression of humanity. Like we will be using the mind differently and, and evolving more into this dimension of reality where we're connected to that and communicating from that place. Hmm. But that's like a, yeah, to help the conscious mind kind of understand like what this total self is or what the soul is. Um, but it's really something that has to be like felt, but having the mind understand it is super, super helpful. Yeah. Our minds are always trying to figure things out. It's, you know, my mind right now, as you're speaking about this, like on behalf of the listeners, I'm inclined to ask a big question, but it's like, why do you, in your opinion, why do you believe that we have, um, showed up here in this physical body in this form even though everything's happening all at once and we're talking on the like quantum level like why are we here right now experiencing what we're experiencing well it's twofold we are here like the human aspect of us is here to experience earth right because in other dimensions that aren't physical while we can create and we communicate, we aren't creating and in as dense of a format. Mm. So we're not, it's not as tactile. Mm -hmm. And I started tuning into this through my own inner awareness and tapping into alternate realities and being shown and being told that there are realities where we're so telepathic, where we're so in this, the multi-sensory awareness that we're, it's not as tactile. It's not like we, we can't eat a strawberry, right? We can't have sex. We can't have an orgasm. We can't have these things. So part of us did come like, yay, to be human and to play on earth because earth in and of itself is like, it's a physical playground. And a part of us was excited to like, yeah, let's do that. And this is a piece that is a little more like kind of cool and a little like more behind the scenes, but that larger aspect of us, that total self expands and becomes more through our experience here on earth. So we're, we're psychological beings first and foremost, right? Mm -hmm. Like our physical meat suit is just like such a small part of who we are. But this psychological aspect of us is still part of the total self. And so as we're here through our psyche, and I teach them this like pieces of this called quantum psychology, we're, we're experiencing earth through our consciousness, through our psyche. And there's so much happening within that when you really start paying attention below, just like, oh, I'm eating this strawberry. Oh, I'm doing this thing. It's like, there's a whole other system in the psyche happening behind the scenes. 
And that contributes to the greater whole of who we are. So consciousness is forever expanding. That total self of us is forever expanding. And our earth life, our physical incarnation is contributing to that greater expansion. So it's, it's twofold. And um, the more that we're connected to all aspects of self, the actual more rich and full that this tactile physical human experience becomes, but it's not to diminish that either. I think that's right. where sometimes people get lost within spirituality and think, oh, then kind of like, fuck this world, right? Like, fuck this, this physical format. It's almost a form of and checking like, out of, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, we bring that total self to this experience. We connect to that whole of us as we're experiencing this physical world. And we literally transform the physical experience here. Like we transform aspects of it through the perception of that total self. And so, yeah, so it's like physicality is beautiful and it's like, we, it's fun, right? We get to be here having a conversation and we get to eat food and have sex and see nature and all these beautiful things um, that we don't experience the same way in other dimensions and in other realms. Um, Lucky us. So yeah. (laughs) Lucky us to be here and to have chosen this this time. Um, I'm curious, like when I think about the physical form, there's so much pleasure. It is like a playground in so many ways, Mm -hmm. but there's also quite a bit of pain in this reality as well. And I mean, as you've experienced this, as we've all experienced, I mean, we're also carrying quite a bit of pain and so much of that is so suppressed in so many of us. It comes out in these really dysfunctional ways. Can you speak a little bit about your perspective of pain and how how we deal with that in this dimension? I mean, if I'm going to put it in like really boiled down to the most simplistic form, it is a disconnection from that total self. Mm. And so it's like... The truth is, is that everything that's happening in the physical world is perceptual. And when we are perceiving it through an emotion, through a lens of pain, through a lens of self-diminishment in any capacity, that's where the pain comes from. So I don't want to say the pain is not real. It is a real experience, but it's a byproduct of a disconnect from that total perspective. And to give, I mean, and anyone listening, like, I can say this because I've been, I've been through it. Like if you read my book, like I, I incarnated into a very challenging physical 3d life, which is what, what triggered so much of this awakening within me. But it was even like when my, when my ex-partner passed away, it was like, I could feel this kind of roller coaster of perceptions of like, part of the human is like grieving and distressed and like, how, how is this happening? And then there's that greater connected soul perspective. And so all pain, all emotional discomfort is a perception other than that of the total self. And we do have the capability as human beings to tune into that higher perspective, no matter what the physical human is experiencing in any moment in time. And that shifts the emotion of it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, even pain, emotional pain, all of it, it's, it's an indicator of that disconnection and of a, a faulty perception. Who, who Um, are, like, who are we when we're disconnected from that, that source? What do you mean? Who are, well, we're disconnected from it. That's who we are. So we're just, we would just name that disconnected from it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. We're not like a different entity. It's kind of like if you were to think of like a garden hose and like, like with water flowing through it, right. That's uh-huh. our connection. But if we kink that hose, that's what being disconnected is. And that the result of that is a negative feeling. The result of that is emotional pain mm. because we can change our perception without changing the physical circumstance then we feel different. And then that takes us into new realities. Mm. It's not changing of the reality in the physical format that creates the pain or alleviates the pain. It's the connection back, like unkinking that garden hose. Now that stream of, of full self is back in connection. And then we have access to new perceptions and that shifts us into new, um, into new realities. So that's all emotional pain is like, that's all that is actually all it is. It's a great analogy. Um, Great analogy. Yeah. (laughs) The garden hose. I love that. Yeah. I'm I'm also curious to the word vulnerability is coming up for me right now. Um, Mm -hmm. there's something about vulnerability that feels important here as we're walking through the planet. It's, I think it's such a challenge for so many people to show up vulnerably and wide open yet. I think it's something that's crucial right now. Can you speak a little bit about your perspective of vulnerability and what that means to you? To me, hmm, I've grappled with that word because I've heard it it, it, like so it, it articulated through different so many different people in so many different ways mm-hmm. but i believe that to be vulnerable is to be honest with self about what's actually going on inside mm-hmm. to be to be vulnerable with inside of ourselves and go what am i actually feeling how am i actually thinking um i feel that vulnerability gets misperceived a lot in in what I've seen people express it as is that it's almost like an emotional spewing or an emotional outburst externally. And that actually like creates an energetic momentum that doesn't really serve that does that isn't really helpful. Um, But it depends where someone is on their journey, right? Because yeah, if we're living in like a, a masked self, a like, got my happy face on. I'm externally, I'm making it look like everything's really good and I'm really doing great and maybe even accomplishing things in my life. But internally, the the guidance system internally, the emotions internally are very different from what someone might be projecting externally or showing up as. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I mean, I don't, I don't really use that languaging, but but vulnerability to me would be going like, what's actually happening within you what's actually happening inside Mm. to actually look at like how how are you feeling like what are the thoughts that are actually going on beneath the surface of this externally created life this masked life Mm -hmm. um and 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 but doing the work to to i think a lot of people perceive vulnerability then as being like okay now i'm like actually i'm angry inside so now i'm I'm being vulnerable and I'm expressing this anger or like there's sadness inside. So now I need to go to the world and express the sadness. And it's like, well, energy is energy is energy. If we amplify that, we're now shifting into a reality that's within that frequency range. It's not about that. It's about going like, okay. And, and that anger is a byproduct of Hmm. these perceptions and these false identities within self and these 
yeah, this, this perception of how we're seeing reality and sadness and all of it is the same thing. So yeah, I would say vulnerability is looking at like, well, what's actually going on inside and let's do the work, do the inner work, work with someone like with someone like myself or any other coach or someone who's skilled in the psyche to like really come home to self and, and excavate like what's going on and get that, that hose back flowing so that, so that we're connected to, to source. Um, yeah, that's how I experience vulnerability, but I feel there's another piece in this too. That's kind of just coming through me now is like a, a love vulnerability. And, and it's like, there's something about like being embodied in love and, and really being in love inside of ourselves and, and sharing that love with other people that I believe that that is like the ultimate vulnerability for, for humans is to, is to be our truth, like, which is love and be that out in the world. Um, that to me is like, is real vulnerability. It's like, can I be my soul in front of you and be fully comfortable with that and, Mm. and express that and be that and see that within you as well. Like to me, that's true vulnerability. Yeah. Why are so many of us afraid to be, uh, in love? like literally to embody the love presence? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I think that it's just good to be aware of and do the work to come home to that place and see that that, and this is what actually like sent me in a big trail of the sexuality work I was doing is like, that was the missing piece. It's like, where is this heart connection that we're all seeking and we're all desiring? yeah, I don't know why so many people fear it and myself included. It was a journey I had to go through and still it's a piece I'm like really activating within self is, is the, the divine unconditional love internally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can, don't know why, but it's, can we, we speak, just have I'd, to come home to it. Yeah. I'd love to go down that road a little bit just because it's, it's very rare for me to have a, a, somebody that has been a sex coach on my program mm-hmm. And it's a, it's definitely a topic that, um, I think oftentimes gets swept under the rug. We don't really seem to talk about sex or there's a lot, it seems like that. And Mm -hmm. I, in your perspective, just to, to talk a little bit about this, I mean, what you're describing in terms of love and sexuality and more than just like this physical banging up of bodies, like what, what is, what is sex all about? If you were to name like that piece of it. Yeah, this is like a, a decade-long journey of my of my journey, but just based on what like where you are now with it. Yeah, I mean it it has the potential to be an expression of of so much love and of, of that total self like with another human being. Um and to me, it, it has the potential to be a meeting place of our physicality that, like I said, we only get to experience in physical form mm-hmm. and the heart, the, the love and the, the experience with another soul, like with another be like it's so multidimensional. And for myself, like from such a young age, I was like so enamored with sex and so sexual, like within myself. 
and confused of like, why is this bad? Like, why are we, why am I being told that this is like right. wrong or it's, you can't express that. I'm like, this feels like the most great thing in the world. Like, why would I not? And that was a piece that I had to reconcile within myself and, and kind of come home to these awarenesses. Um, yeah, but I mean, it has the potential to be very, very multidimensional in like a physical connection in a heart connection and in souls sharing an experience all at once. Mm. And for me, that's what I was really, really seeking, um, which sent me down the journey of, of being a sex coach of going through that within my own self and then helping others, um, find that within themselves. Right. And just curious in terms of the work you were doing as a sex coach at the time, and Mm -hmm. I know that you're no longer really leading that as, as kind of prominently in your career, but just curious, like, what did that look like? Was it actually like performing the physical act of sex with people or just counseling them around sex? No, it was all, all counseling, like all coaching, all on, on the psyche and a lot Mm -hmm. of work. Um, yeah, a lot of work like in the perceptual realm of because because we pick up so many beliefs and so many perceptions around our body and our genitals and and our desires and the expression of that that it was really doing a lot of work in that realm because to have someone come home to their own sexual truth to be able to experience that in the bedroom with someone else and then there was a component of it um where like I spent a lot of time actually studying and learning different kind of, I guess if you could say like, I want to say like genres of sex, like there's, there's kink and there's Tantra and there's all these different um, expressions of sexuality. So I spent a few years like really diving into that. And so then also bringing like the physical component and helping people explore, um, explore that. But it, it was all coaching. It wasn't like, me going into their bedroom and going like, Hey, now you do this and now you do that. But really giving the, giving people that wouldn't have felt comfortable for me, but really giving people the tools to, to go through this exploration within self and with partner. There's so many like rules and regulations and even unspoken agreements that we make uh, as a human society when it comes to sex, I find where we're like, um, you know, you, you only have sex with your wife if you're married. You don't have multiple partners. You can't, well, at one point when I was growing up, you can't be gay. You can't be, you know, you can't be certain yeah. things. I mean, how do we come to grips with that? And where is the line where, like, how, what, what are the rules? What are the actual real rules? How do we define well, that? Well, there, there are no rules. Like there, there aren't, there's only like, what is true for me in this moment? Like what is authentic and what is not? Right. And nobody can tell us what that is like, you know, um, Mm. which is why so many people I think are finding alternate ways to express their love and express their, their sexuality. And there, there is no right or wrong in, in any of that. I mean, I would say the only right or wrong is like, is it coming from love right? Because there's obviously there can be like abuse, abuse dynamics around sexuality, but there, there's no wrong expression of, of sexuality. It's like, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful whole realm of self-expression and to get to experience that self-expression with another human being is one of the most beautiful dynamic experiences that we can have as physical beings. Um, 
And when we remove those layers of judgment, which are the, it's literally like false glasses, right? It's like putting on all these perceptual lenses of judgment towards self, of judgment about desires. Um, and when we just peel all that away and let all of that go, then we can come into our true expression. And so that was like a big wow. piece of the work I was doing with people was yeah was helping them unpack that reconcile that and come home to that within themselves and um had a lot of people come to me who had been in like religious like real strict religions in the past and their i mean their mind had been really constructed in a way to perceive sex as bad as um desires as bad and which so yeah a lot of people came to me for that and i helped them really like deconstruct all of that and and find their truth with it so wow yeah how, how yeah. do we like um take all of those different filters off of our uh, perceptions in order to open ourselves up to deeper levels of connection and love and sexuality yeah i mean it's becoming aware of them like when they surface sometimes we're not even aware of what those are, right? Because they're just happening in our psyche. They've been there maybe for our whole life that we're, we, we don't necessarily need to go like excavating for them, but it's like, as they come up in our, in our life experience, in our sexual experiences, we get to be conscious and we get to go like, okay, what is that? Like, what, mm. what is that, that this perception that's happening within me. Um, and then another piece of it that's really cool. And I would do a lot of this work with my clients is like, we can also approach it from a space of like tuning into, well, what are your desires? And that's why I had studied so many different like realms of sexuality. Some of them, I kind of played in every realm as well, but some of them I did, I liked more than others, but I really wanted to have the experience of it to, to kind of present clients and say like, there's all these different realms, right? Like, and none of them are good, bad, right or wrong, but what do you desire? Like what mm. excites you? What has your heart where your genitals go like, yeah. Mm. And, and approaching it from that realm and kind of naturally when we do that, you discover judgments, you discover the, the, those perceptual lenses that are there um, that kind of almost are like a block between the true desire and what the person is allowing themselves to experience. So, yeah, hmm. I would approach it in both ways with, with people. Um, and oftentimes, like, just having a conversation is very, very healing for someone. I know sometimes just like me having a conversation like this with my clients would transform them because they're, I have no judgment around sex. I have no shame around sex anymore yeah and i was gonna ask being, was it always like that <laughs> yeah. no yeah. absolutely not um being in that energy transforms people right because they're feeling it's an embodiment it's like people can feel that um and so that that transformed a lot of people just like me having these conversations with them and then them giving themselves permission um but no i wasn't that's what sent me on the journey is i was like i had shut that part of myself down so much. And I didn't like that. I was like, no, this is not okay. Like I want to do this work. I want to know, I want to be in that full expression of myself. Wow. Um, so no, I mean, I had to literally like go through the journey myself of reconciling all the judgments, all the 
perceptions I had put on um, and taken on and, and really, yeah, and really shift those. So and I also believe that we can only teach to the degree that we have done the work ourselves and been through it ourselves. And because people feel that energetic pathway. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what was yeah. the most challenging part of that up to now, up to in that part of the journey, just in terms of um, being mm-hmm. able to be this open sexually? You know, what one of the biggest challenges was when I kind of came out talking about it publicly. Um, that can be very triggering for people. And I had like even some of my best friends at the time, like highly, highly triggered by it. Um, like you can't talk about that. What are you doing? Which caused a bit of confusion within me, like mm. of going like, oh, my God, am I doing something wrong? I shouldn't be doing this. Ah. Mm-hmm. And, and having to reconcile that within myself and go like, no, there's a greater purpose here. And I'm showing up to speak of this on behalf of, of humanity and like, wow, bless the people who are triggered by it. That's their work. And I, I literally lost friends over it. Like one of my best friends at the time was so triggered, um, that we, we didn't talk for, for years, but for me, alignment to my mission and alignment to my purpose and my alignment to service to the to humanity and to to people's like freedom and liberation in all regards is my top priority. And so I always come back to that alignment. Um, but that was actually the the hardest. And I remember actually at the time I was talking to my mom of all people, and she reminded me of that she said you know you have a divine message and a divine mission and and this was placed in you to want to express it for a reason and are you going to let someone else's judgments um inhibit you from that and I was like fuck no I'm not Um, (laughs) but it was a real inner emotional like reconciliation I had to go through um to, to, yeah, to shift that energetically within myself. Um, yeah, that was actually, that was actually the, the hardest part, even beyond my own, like my own, own journey with my sexuality was like coming out publicly and talking about sex and talking about orgasms and talking about my own challenges. Yeah. I mean, just to say some of those buzzwords, orgasm, sex, you know, it's just like right away, it's like, oh my goodness, we shouldn't be saying that in public. You know, I can feel my own um, apprehensions to those words from past conditioning come up and it gets, it makes me curious about, you know, what is this all about? Why am I holding back? So I, I just totally, uh, honor and respect you for having gone down that rabbit hole to like truly, um, discover like the, the depth of where this can go. I'm curious right now, just in terms of where you're at, um, with sex, like now what, I mean, you're, you're at a certain place of awareness with it what what are you now curious about the most in that regard um well there's a couple things before well let me answer that and then I want to circle back to something you said that I think will be helpful for for people to hear as well sure um yeah where am I at right now with it I I kind of like I went deep down the rabbit hole like I'm all I go all in right like I built a career on it It I can tell (laughs) I have this one thing that that like I want to like reconcile within myself so I built like a whole career on it and um which is just funny but yeah now it's like mm, now I think like I'm single right now and I'm not I'm kind of just like 
when I'm in relate relationship, I would like to explore all the different avenues with someone. And that's important to me within relationship, like someone who's open and really wants to, um, yeah, like wants to be open about that. And for me, not an open relationship, but like open about the exploration and really like tuning into each other's desires and tuning into our own desires and, Mm. and exploring those different avenues. Um, so I feel like that would be the next piece for me. I would like, really like, like taking it to the depths of exploration, um, with, with someone, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing too, too much like coaching around it anymore. Um, my own soul has just taken me into different avenues of like what I'm to teach now. So I have some programs that are still like digital products and stuff that people can dive into, but I'm not doing as much like one-on-one taking people through that journey anymore. Um, So there's, there's that. And, but I wanted to circle back to what you said about like hearing the words. Right. And sometimes that can just like, Oh, um, it, see, that was like part of what I started uncovering was I was like, why is it that or how is it that we're not supposed to talk about this? It's like it deemed as this bad aspect of self and this like bad thing. But then we're, we're in the bedroom with a partner. And now all of a sudden, we're supposed to be able to speak our desires, to express them openly to hear a partner's desires, right? And be yeah. accepting of them. And it was like, that was the discrepancy. And that was at first it came out for me like anger. Like I was like mad about it. I was like, why is this? Like, why is it that we can't say this? We can't express it. But then we get into the bedroom and it's supposed to be a, a, a piece of the relationship that is so sacred and so like the expression that you that you have with with your person or with your people or however whatever your dynamic is and it was like I don't get it why are we not allowed to talk about it where it's bad out here but then we're supposed to be know what we're doing in here what did you discover to that question I have to talk about this because if Uh. someone's not going to talk about it how do we reconcile this wow um and, and, and that's it. And I don't think that everyone has to, like, we don't have to go out in public talking about our sex lives, but we have to talk. It's again, that like internal vulnerability, we have to do the inner work and, and we, to be able to have that experience that we're seeking sexually. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, yeah. like, just in terms of your discovery of like, why is it that, I mean, um, the discrepancy between we're not allowed to talk about this, but yet we're supposed to be in the bedroom, just totally comfortable. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Why is that? Why, why do we have that going on? I don't know. I think like humans made that aspect of self wrong uh, somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. That was my big question. It was, it was like, even from like a very young age, starting to masturbate and going like, well, why it was like internally, I I was like, this is bad. I know this is bad, right? but how can it feel so good and be so bad? And it's like, that was my question. I was like, who's, who decided that this is like a taboo thing? Like really, I mean, if we're going to take it to that level, it's like who even decided that our genitals get covered like, why is my hand any different, like, than a penis, than someone's penis, right? It's like, and I'm not saying that we would, that would probably be traumatizing to society to just shift like that. But we have to start asking those questions of like, 
within ourselves of like, why, why do I feel this way about my body? Why do I feel this way about um, my expression? But I don't fucking know who decided at what (laughs) point in time, like we're going to make this aspect of ourselves wrong and bad and shun it and shame it and create all kinds of judgment around it. I mean, that was my question. I was like, who's do who said this? Cause this seems, this seems stupid to me. This doesn't make sense. Um, when something feels so to me, it felt sacred, like that pleasure, that connection with another being, it felt sacred. I'm like, why is this being made wrong and bad when to me it feels so good? Mm. Um, and I think that's a bigger question that we always have to ask within our own internal guidance is like, what feels good is true. What feels like aligned and lights us up, that's truth. Like what contracts us and feels bad, if we're judging ourselves and that feels bad, that's not true. That's not ultimate truth then. And the same when we look at another, if we're Mm. judging someone else, it's like that feeling we get in our belly means like, that's not who that person really is. We're looking at one thing within someone we don't like, we're judging it. And then we feel bad. It's like, that's our guidance system. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm not really here to like go out and change, like to tell people externally to change, but I am here to like, to speak these things and speak these, what I've discovered to be truths within myself and to hopefully like give people more permission to, to go on that journey within themselves to, yeah, to, to ask those questions, to Mm. ask like, why have I made this wrong or bad? Um, and some people maybe don't, yeah. And some people, what I did also discover, cause at first I was a little, I was quite bold about it. I was quite loud about my perspectives. And what I did realize is that not everybody desires that. And I really did like, not everybody desires a sexually expressed life. Not that's not everybody's. Some people literally just aren't even having that desire within them, but I had that desire within me. So I was like, I'm going to reconcile this. And so I respect that with other people as well, too. If someone, if that's not a path they desire to explore. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it just seems mm. like it's such an innate part of being a human being that, um, yeah. Absolutely. I want to ask you this, since we're on this topic as well, in a way, it's like when we see um, affairs taking place, people having multiple partners, um, that whole part of this, what's your take on that? Yeah. So this is the way that I would teach it and that I explain it. We have to look at like, where is the external expression coming from within self, right? So it's like sex can come, sex in general can be an expression from a place of like, of like a not great frequency, right? Mm -hmm. Or it can come from a place, like it can be abusive or it can be from a place of love. And so I see like that whole conversation about uh, multiple partners or um, open relating, anything like that. My question is always, and I did explore some of that on my journey. And my question is always, where is it coming from? Like Mm. what place inside is it coming from? Is it coming from a place of like, I'm not connected to myself. So I need to go search and a hundred other people for this thing. 
or is it like a genuine expression of uh, of something that like you really want to express through love like I want to share more love with more people and so I don't believe that like any expression in and of itself is right wrong good or bad but I would always ask someone to like look within themselves and ask like what is where is it coming from because it's the same with monogamy right it's like choosing to be monogamous can can come from an energy of um restriction it can come from an energy of like bondage like not kink bondage but like Mm -hmm. being bonded to some like it can be a restrictive feeling or it can be like a spiritual journey of like so much love, so much intimacy, so much connection of choosing like a, a soul to walk this physical human incarnation with. Um, so I don't, yeah, it's, it's really about like, well, what, where's the places that it's coming from? What is the actual feeling dynamic beneath it? Like why, like why, are we doing the things that we're doing? Where's it actually coming from within? Yeah. The word, Um, the word discernment comes up for me. It's like discerning the, you know, the highest intention as to why you're doing something and that finding the love versus all the different forms of fear or disconnect that play themselves out sometimes very seductively where you, you could think it's love, but it's in disguise as fear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, um, back to the conversation, like, it's like, you can have a glass of wine from a place of like alignment and like, Ooh, like this is a delicious glass of wine and it feels so good. And it's like an extension of being connected within yourself, or you can have a glass of wine from a place of like, I feel so disconnected inside that I need this hit to, to give me something that I'm not getting internally through my connection to myself and to source. Mm. And you know, that that's kind of what we have to really look at. And it's such a personal thing. So when we just look at the outward expression, we can't know that um, to look at someone else. But that's where we really have to look within ourselves and go like, yeah, like, why am I doing this? Like, what is this an expression of? Right. Real conscious living. I'm also curious, Kat, I know like you've transitioned out of this space of sexual coaching and you're now doing more, it sounds like life coaching work on sort of the quantum spiritual level. And just Mm -hmm. as you're exploring this sort of new rabbit hole, you might call it like, what are you most curious about right now? What am I most curious about right now? Um, I'm really loving tapping into and exploring like the real physics side of like of creation and how particles actually move and how we as the perceiver are literally like collapsing energy into matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fun. That's yeah. That's like ringing my bells. Um, took me a minute to process that collapsing energy into matter. Isn't that true? Yeah. Like, that's fascinating. I mean, that's what all of creation is, is like we're literally through our, through our psyche, we're funneling in energy in it's like matter that's all matter is. It's, it's actually just condensed energy. And we, the human being, are like literally streaming it in from, I want to say realities that we can't see, but it's not quite like that. We're like streaming it in into the physical manifestations of our yeah. of our world. The expression of this world, absolutely. And what about yeah. that um, makes you so curious? Like why? 
I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> like, it, cause it's all of creation. It's like, it's almost like, am I even real? Like, is this laptop even real? It's like, what is. <sighs> yeah. It's sounding like the matrix but, now to me. <laughs> but, well, it kind of is. Yeah. Right? I did a masterclass series called out of the matrix where oh, I wow. taught some of this, some of this stuff, but what fascinates me about it is the, that we can create like that, that we are creators, that like something cannot exist and we, we create it. And, but this is how I'm always obsessed with like the, I like to know like the how, like how are we actually moving energy with our mind? Um, But yeah, that's like the exciting part is like, okay, cool. Now how do we use this to, literally create circumstances, situations, event materializations in our life and what's actually happening behind that. Cause some people are creating or like, but they don't really know how they're doing it. They don't really know they're, they're not, they have no conscious awareness of like, well, why am I living in this situation? Or how did I create like this dynamic in my life or even like this materialization in my life. Or the big question, um, why is this happening to me? <laughs> I often hear that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, you created it. See, that's a complex question because sometimes the soul will create things in the physical world for to awaken us to it. But yeah, that's what I'm I'm loving about like the um the quantum aspect of of things. Wow. But I mean, I have two academies, like two year-long academies. One of them's called Quantum Creation Academy, one of them's called Quantum Teacher Academy, and I teach all of this like really 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 in depth, like through the quantum psychology aspects of it to like understanding energy and how energy moves and how we the perceiver are moving energy um so yeah we kind of we go into all of it but i believe that it's why my life experience has led me down so many different pathways of studying spirituality and psychology and quantum and that's kind of all come together to form like these academies where i now like teach people how to do this. Wow, that is incredible. You are doing some amazing work in the in the world Thank and on you. the planet. The uh, the book that is currently out is called Self Approved, and I highly recommend people going to pick up a copy. And uh, you can find out I'm a, I'm assuming about the academies and all of your teachings uh, at your website, which is catchremarco.com as well. Yeah, I would say and come find me on Instagram or Facebook. We're actually I need we need to update the website. It still says I do sex coaching on there and I don't. Um, but yeah, you can also find me on Instagram or Facebook, which is on Instagram is cat underscore Tramarco. Um, and then Facebook is cat Tramarco. Thank you so much, Kat. I just before we close, I just want to say your gift of curiosity and discovery and the way that you show up with like so much passion and presence um the spirit the source is really channeling through you and it's just been such a gift to uh spend this time in the non-linear time with you um Mm. just sharing this expression so thank you for being here on the podcast today Mm, thank you so much for having me it's been my pleasure All right, well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect, and I hope that it's inspired you as much as it has me. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember to subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the podcast channel, and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Let's Connect.